Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. Okay, dear. Good evening, Teresa. Good evening, Thomas. How are you tonight? I'm good. How you doing? So far, so good. Welcome to episode 29. Holy moly. <laughs> How was your last couple of weeks? Pretty good. Yeah, it was cold. And oh, then it man, was, was it warm. Cold? Yeah. And now it's cold again. So I don't know what to wear. Well, it's warming up now. Yes. Almost hit 50 today, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm sure all the birds and the bees have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so we're recording this in early February, and if we get it out before February 10th, anybody listening to us, also before February 10th, 2023, uh, can tune in to you live, and you'll be given a presentation, right? Yes. I've been invited to make a presentation uh, at the FM Disk meetup group. So that's the FileMaker Developers Group of Southern California. Um, I had done a show and tell at our local uh, FMberg, the FileMaker Pittsburgh group, um, a couple weeks ago uh, in December. And a couple people there really liked it. I guess I should say thank you to Stephen Blackwell for, <laughs> for uh, all his kind comments about my presentation. And so he uh, reached out to David Knight, at FM Disc and recommended um, that I speak. So, looking forward to that. Cool. So, please tune in and listen. And if it's after February tenth, twenty twenty three, there's probably a recording of it. Yes. So, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are going to talk a little bit about productivity. Um, I got an email last week from Pocket. Which is, um, what is that? <laughs> I forget what it actually is. So, um, so there's the uh, website called uh, Pocket, and they kind of put together collections of articles and send you a digest every week. I got an email that talked about the ultimate guide to productivity, uh, productivity methods. So I thought um, that's kind of a good. New Year's top topic and a good topic for developers in general. FileMaker because, adjacent. Yes, it is FileMaker adjacent uh, because we are usually inundated with tasks and the challenge of figuring out what to work on now uh, is always something that we have to deal with. So I just wanted to talk about some of the productivity methods that they bring up in some of their articles, and we can talk about what we use to help us with our productivity uh, and kind of, you know, what works and why. So why don't you tell me how you stay productive throughout your day? So how I try to stay productive <laughs> is I like using to-do lists. I am very satisfied when I can check off one of my little boxes. I have a notebook for each client, and uh, I usually have 
a running list where I will write anything that needs to be done, any task. Uh, I usually try to group them together if I can, uh, so like kind of functional areas. And then I have a separate list, a separate notebook that I try to use as my kind of weekly to-dos. So I'll split it down the middle and on the left side, I'll have personal items that I need to do. And on the right, I will have work items that I need to do. And I will break the work side up into um, as many clients that I'm kind of currently working on something. Because don't you normally keep one notebook per client? Yes. So like I said, I have, I have a notebook per client and then this other notebook that is supposed to be my do these now kind of notebook. Got it. So, and those tasks, I, I try not to hang on to those for very long. I don't want to be looking at the same set of to-dos. I shouldn't be looking at the same set of to-dos for three weeks because uh, the idea is to get them done <laughs> and move on to the next page. Um, but usually it might take me a week to check off all of the items in each of the areas. I think I may need to brush up on my technique to increase my productivity in that. So some of the things that were in the uh, articles from my email that could help, so one that I'm not sure if it would help me or not, <laughs> uh, is time blocking, which I've never actually tried before. So the concept of time blocking is to literally block out the tasks. So to say at Tuesday at 10, I am going to work on this to-do item. But depending on the nature of the work, um, I guess, well, if you take a step back, I know how long it takes to create a list view and a detail and some basic scripting to get around these layouts. I can say, oh, it's going to take me an hour to do the layouts, do the basic navigational scripting, maybe do some special scripting in between. But I never do that because I think I'm not sure if I'm right on how long it's going to take. Everything always takes longer than I think it's going to take. <laughs> so if I block out an hour and then I fall down some rabbit hole or, uh, you know, I'm looking at a layout and I go, oh, wait, I forgot about that. And I start adding more things in. I have a feeling that I'm going to fall behind in my schedule if I'm trying to schedule everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. And time blocking, that's funny. We learned that when I was in high school, I had one good teacher. This is a long time ago. This is like in the 1920s. Right. <laughs> and that's what he was teaching us was about time blocking. Yeah. Yeah. And, Did you uh, use it? I tried it for a while back then. As a developer doing custom work, it doesn't fit the way I work anymore. Mm -hmm. But back then I did. I mean, it, it can be effective. Yeah. But uh, it has to fit the way you think and the way that you work. Like all these things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest fear of it is that, uh, like I said, I'm going to not calculate the time appropriately 
and I will spend all day on, you know, two things instead of 10 and I'm just not going to get it done. But I don't know. Maybe if I try it, it'll force me to, uh, number one, drop everything I'm doing and at two o'clock work on X. And then if I get it done by three, I get it done by three. If not, I can buffer it a little bit. Maybe I'll try it. So there's another technique that I've heard about that deals with, it's it's kind of like time blocking, but it's the Pomodoro technique. Have you ever heard of that? No. So um, it's, it has, uh, I guess there's a, like a red timer that looks like a Pomodoro tomato. Ah. Like that's the, the thing about it. The uh, Pomodoro technique is giving yourself 25 minutes to do a task. So you set a timer, you work on the current task, and then at 25 minutes, you take a break. And that's kind of the idea with that is that you can, you know, force yourself to, to take little breaks so that you can maintain focus rather than, you know, at the 26 minute mark, when you start to lose it, it reminds you to get up and get, you know, to, to clear your mind a little bit so you can come back to it and maybe punch through those. Yeah. I can see value in that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're able to come back to, to the task at hand, yeah, I have trouble sometimes with moving from task to task. If it were something like, oh, well, you're going to spend a half an hour on this, and then you have to switch gears and work on this other thing for a half an hour. Um, development doesn't lend itself to that because if you're trying to debug something and it's deeper <laughs> than you thought and you're sitting there look, or you're looking at a script from six months ago, that uh, someone, no, nobody was using, and now they're finally working through that bit, or, or you're getting feedback on reports, and you're trying to remember what the heck you did. Uh, you can be combing through some some script, and you're going to be there for a while. You can't say this is going to take me five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes the time constraints can work against you with development. I think. Yeah, absolutely. A few years ago, I was doing the Getting Things Done, mm-hmm. uh, the GTD by uh, David Allen. That sounds right. We have that book around here somewhere, don't we? We do. And I like that. That that worked That worked fairly well for me. Because that one's the kind of like you categorize the tasks by like what's going to take me less than five the, minutes, what's 15, what's, and then you... Kind of the number one thing with it is to get things out of your head. Okay. So any any tasks you have to do, and this, the idea is personal or business, yeah. just anything, get it on paper. Free up your mind from trying to remember, oh, and don't forget at three, I have to go pick up the kids from school or, you know, yeah. something like that. Put it down on paper. Yeah. That's and, another thing I like about those checklists. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about remembering it and you don't have your brain, you know, interrupting other things. Mm -hmm. The steps with that were like, you know, uh, capture what it is you want to do, what it is you need to do. Uh, So write, write these things down. Keep, so I would keep a notebook that they were like anything, slip a paper, just whatever, just get it down. Mm -hmm. If it's, I'm pretty sure this was part of GTD. Oh, so I'm going through something like, you know, the mail comes in and you're sorting through the mail and there's a bill. Oh, I have to pay this bill. Mm-hmm. Just pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, if it's, I think it was something like if it's two minutes or less, don't sort it. Don't, 
back it, don't do it. Just, just do it. Do it yeah. and get it, get it out of here. And if it's something a little bit longer, then sort it and organize it so that you can get to it at a, at a good time. Next was organize, which now it's been a while because I haven't used this system in a few years now. Mm-hmm. Organize and then review the items. And review frequently to see if there's things that you've done that you didn't check off or tear yeah. or crumple up and throw away or whatever. So that's kind of like what you use your, you have a physical inbox on your desk. Right. Right. Which right. sometimes gets a little messy, but for the most part, the idea is that if you need to deal with it, that's your to do soon. Right. That's what I use my inbox for. It's for all this stuff has to be dealt with soon. Right. But not it's now. not, none of it's urgent, urgent right now. Right. But at some point you're like, oh, fine. Yeah. I will slog through this pa- this pile of papers yeah. and get everything entered, filed. Yeah, it's not a perfect system because once in a while something will get to the bottom of the inbox and take me too long to get to. But yeah, but for the most part, it it works. It works right. pretty well. well. And the nice thing about the nice thing about it is that it's a physical inbox. It's if it gets too big, it falls on top of you. <laughs> it will fall <laughs> off of the desk and into your lap, and you know at that point that you absolutely have to deal with it. It is a, it is a heavy inbox, right? But it's not like like that's one of the problems with digital systems. Is that they don't weigh anything. Yeah, and they don't build up they in weigh, size. They weigh on your mind. Yeah. But they you can always switch tabs. You yeah. can always minimize that window. And look, there's no tasks anymore. <laughs> but physical things, they're in your face. Yeah, this is right in front of me all the time. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty decent, decent system. Yeah, that works fairly well. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't like about digital systems in general is that you have to you have to open them on purpose. But my notebooks are all over my desk, so they're always right there. So I did a lot of GTD, and then I kind of switched to the to bullet journaling, mm-hmm. which if you don't know what bullet journaling is, go look it up. It's all over the place. But uh, it's, again, it's it's making lists, mm-hmm. uh, making a daily list of your tasks, right? Um, and then every day you turn the page in the book and you rewrite everything that was on your list yesterday that you didn't get to. Right. And those go first on today's lists. Yeah. And you just go through them that way. That way it keeps reminding you, mm-hmm. you keep reminding yourself that there's these things to do that you have not been doing. Whenever you move something uh, from one day to the next, you know, three, four or five days in a row, mm-hmm. it starts to get to you and you, you hopefully jump on it and do it or decide that this is not necessary to do anymore or hire someone to do it. Right. Yeah. There's a, one of the, one of the articles that they link to from that pocket list, uh, reminds me of that. Uh, it's called, what's it called? Oh, the Ivy Lee method of prioritizing your tasks. Cause that's another big challenge that we all have is prioritizing because everything could need to be done. Now your clients would be happy if they all got done now, but that's not realistic. So figuring out, you know, what's, what's the most important thing to, um, to attack will definitely help with productivity. Um, that's why I said earlier with my lists, if I 
change how I do my prioritizing, I probably wouldn't have as many things on here. What this Ivy Lee guy said, apparently, um, I guess Charles Schwab hired him to come talk to his people back in 1918. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just before I was in high school. Yeah, right, right <laughs> in the same window there. So the Ivy Lee method is, he has a, had a simple daily routine. At the end of the day, write down the six most important things you need to accomplish tomorrow. And don't write more than six. Prioritize them in order of their true importance. When you arrive tomorrow, concentrate only on the first one. Work until that's done. Cross it off. Go to the second. Um, and then just keep plowing through that list. And then at the end of the day, move unfinished items to a new list of six for the next day. So that way you're just kind of constantly chipping down at that. So very similar to the bullet list technique. The other thing about bullet lists or bullet journals is because bullet list and bullet journal are two kind of separate things, right? The bullet list is part of the journal. Right, right. Because the journal, one of the neat things um, I thought about the journal was that some people get real artsy fartsy with it. And they make these like gorgeous drawings and they, you know, just make this a very immersive experience. That's that's the problem whenever you Google bullet journaling. Right. It's all beautiful. You get, get all these beautiful layouts and all this like detail work that people do. Oh, these are the books I've been reading and whatever. And you're like, Jesus. I, right. you know, the have guy the, who does the bullet journals, his is like <laughs> dot yeah. task. Yeah, and he's got some, and he has some standards for like, you know, use an open circle for this, put a line through for that. And, right. you know, very, very simple, very straightforward, which that's, that's what I like about it. Right. But yeah. Very plain Jane about don't, it. Don't be intimidated by the uh, fanciful layouts because they're yeah. not, they're not necessary for bullet journaling. Right. But the, but the, um, the structure, because with that, isn't like the first page, you have a table of contents, but it grows as you work because as you make each page, yeah, you, you add it to the it. table of contents so that you can review and go over things. I don't do the table of contents part. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess because the idea then is that at the end of the, well, when you run out of pages <laughs> of the notebook, that you can go back and if you need to, review things. So I don't know that I would necessarily need to go back and review a bunch of tasks that were done, but it could give you, it could be a good analytical tool if you were trying to figure out how much time you actually spent on particular things, um, or if someone was using it to track some kind of data, because they have those bullet journals have all kinds of stuff in it. There's people who are tracking, they're doing like mood tracking and oh, uh, and, and and health tracking. They'll yeah. put you know what their what their diet and exercise and mm -hmm. those kind of routines and keep track of that in there. Yeah, uh, which is all great. Yeah. You know, if you if you keep track of that stuff, when I've kept, I've kept track of a bunch of different types of things I was mm -hmm. doing at different times, but the to do lists work the best for me, and I still do that. Yeah. I just go on and off with some of the other, you know, like for the uh, health tracking and trying to get myself to read more. So I, for a while, I was putting in you know every book that I read, mm -hmm. or, and I would uh, you know have uh, charts for goals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. It's it's uh it's hard to track stuff. <laughs> yeah. And task management also you can use something for some amount of time and then it loses its shine and you need to move to a different kind of 
productivity hack to get yourself back on track. Yeah. Shake it up a little bit. So what's another productivity suggestion? Well, one was a way to prioritize tasks uh, again, and it was called the Eisenhower box, which I had not, I don't think I've heard of before, but the um, Eisenhower box is a, I think about a box in four quadrants and the top left is urgent. The top right says not urgent. And then along the left side, uh, it's on top, it says important. And on the bottom, it's not important. So it's a grid where you're going to decide if something is urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent and not important, or not urgent and not important. Uh, in that box, if it's urgent and important, you should do it now. So like your GTD three-minute rule. If it's not urgent but important, you need to decide when you're going to do it. So that's your, you know, schedule it later, put it in your inbox to process later. If something's urgent and not important, uh, the idea is to delegate it, find someone who's going to do it for you. <laughs> and then the last one is if it's something that's not urgent and not important, you should delete it. So just get rid of it. I don't know that I have any tasks that you would do that, but I think they're in, in the article they were talking about things like watching TV. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't think people will put things, some of the tasks that people assign to themselves watching TV, if it's a relaxation thing at the end of the day, some people have to do that, you know, but this was Eisenhower. I guess he didn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a lot of good TV to watch possibly, or he was in the middle of war. So <laughs> didn't have time for that kind of stuff. Um, so for, for that methods purposes, the four options for your tasks are to do, decide, delegate, or delete. And that's how you can prioritize tasks, which I thought was, you know, interesting. Other than deleting things, I can't delete a task. That's not, that's not a thing. Um, but deleting things that are a waste of time, I could sacrifice playing words with friends for <laughs> some time during the day. I can sacrifice scrolling on Facebook for a little bit, which I don't do much of. But it's a time suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another one I, I learned a number of years ago was the was Inbox Zero. I forget when that was popular. Uh, but the idea there is that at the end of your day, get your inbox down to zero messages. Whenever, you know, years ago, I used my email as roughly as a to-do list because every request I had came in over email. Yeah. And uh, I would tag things and put them into folders. This is back. This was back in the days of like Eudora. Oh, I loved Eudora. Uh, <laughs> Never used Eudora myself, but I've heard you talk <laughs> in glowing terms about it. Eudora was great. Um, I used Eudora for my email and had all these different folders and organized things that way and would keep track of my... Well, everybody used their mail, their mail program as their filing system. Yeah. Uh, then Gmail came along and, you know, un, you know, virtually unlimited storage and no need to tag things anymore because the search worked so well. So it's going to interrupt briefly for a funny story about a guy uh, when I was the IT manager back at 
filmmakers, <laughs> one person in particular used his trash as his filing cabinet. So, uh, good God. Yeah. Not a great practice. Um, one day, cause he used Netscape communicator <laughs> and one day, lo and behold, uh, his computer crashed. His Netscape wouldn't open here. His trash can was like 20 gigs, something insane. And so I had, this was to, a long time ago. This was a long time ago. And I had to, maybe it wasn't gigs. Maybe it was Megs. I don't know. I don't remember the, the, the those specifics, but, um, it was, it was bad. Um, maybe it was two gigs. Does that sound more reasonable? That does. That sounds more reasonable. Still a lot. Still a lot. Um, but yeah, I spent most of a day trying to recover his trash so that he could get his mail because that's where all of the mail was. When he needed to look up something, he just went to the trash and searched for it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I asked him the same thing. And I told him to stop doing that. <laughs> and I no, I don't remember if he listened or not. So. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever I switch to Gmail, then I, you know, just keep track of things that way. But there was always a lot of messages, you know, and, and the only way to discern was like, have I read them or not? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, I won't, I won't tell you how many, no, we're not going to talk about yours. Are unread in my mailbox. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, learned about the inbox zero thing, started working on that. Like, let's just get this stuff out of there mm -hmm. with some usage of the snooze option in Gmail. And that's where it'll where come it gets back, it, right? it, Yeah, it just comes back. Yeah. So I don't use that a lot because I think that's sort of a cheat. Um, but there's times that the email is just a matter of one of my clients wanted me to call them on Monday. Mm -hmm. So I had that one snooze and just so something pops back up in the morning and I, I can address it then and then and then archive, either archive or delete it. I, I actually do delete emails. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, anything that's a task from a client I save an archive. Yeah. Just who knows if this is going to come up in some reference. Yeah. Or lawsuit, which happens <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> Every now and then. Every now and then. You want to be able to, uh, you know, find the emails that you need to find for discovery. Yeah. But, uh, but if it's, if it's a quick, like, Hey, we want to set up a meeting. I, I don't care about that and I don't need it cluttering up my searches. So mm -hmm. those, those kind of things I delete. Yeah. So uh, I'll favorite the messages that I need to deal with just so that when I glance back, I'll know that I'm that I need to email them back or I might be waiting on another response. So it gives me just, that's my visual reminder. Favorite. And they float to the top. No, not that they float to the top, just the little star, you know, so it's, I don't star anything that's that doesn't need to look at again. So I can sit there and scroll. I never get to inbox zero, not even close. So I'll sit there and I'll scroll down to see, Oh, am I still waiting on a response from person X because it'll still be favorited. I do like the, um, that kind of nudge option that Google has, I guess it's on by default, uh, by default where if I, so if I send an email to somebody three days later, 
it'll it'll oh, put yeah. it back up to the top and it'll say, you know, nudge, you sent this email three days ago. Reply? Or, you know, whatever the wording is for that. Which I kinda like. Yeah. In some in some cases it's already dealt with, so no one don't care. But sometimes I'm like, oh wait, that was five days ago. <laughs> I wonder if they will answer me today. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's a nice I like that too. Yeah, I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. Well cool. Yeah. Um, another uh, item that they talked about in the list and that we kind of use, we use a little bit of a version of that, is um, Camden. So Camden boards have been around for a while, and um, a lot of people use them. They like using them because it's a simple visual way to organize those tasks again. So, you know, if I've got 10 tasks, I can put them in my to-do column and then grab one, stick it in my doing column, and then when I'm done with it, I can put it in the done column. And it's a way to, again, see what you've accomplished. It's another way to get rid of the, the visual clutter of a to-do list, right? So like I said, I have these lists, and it's great to look at a list and see what needs done and what's been done. But at a certain point, there might be more items checked off that are empty, and you're still looking at them, and they're still taking up that mental space. So a lot of the techniques that we're talking about, uh, like with your bullet lists, you know, you take something off of the list, it's gone, and it's decluttering visually. So uh, what we have with, uh, you know, we have a Kanban board that will put things on sticky notes, and what I've been using it for lately is, you know, items that are open versus items that are in testing. And so we can move things back and forth. We can, you know, we might even tag them that it's open and it's in developer testing. And now it's back in the client's court that they can check it out. A task can go from open to developer testing and then to client review and client testing, you know, and it might go back into developer testing. So, you know, we can kind of move it between those statuses, but it's a great way to see the task. And then the other nice thing about post-it notes is that when you're done with them, you can ball them up and throw them away, which is also very satisfying. <laughs> right. So I like the tactileness of trashing it. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. One more thing about the Kanban that's still up. We also have our built-in FileMaker, surprise, surprise, kind of project management slash task manager. So our task manager uh, that we call our whiteboard, I created a layout in there to print the tasks on Post-it notes. So I have template paper and I pre-stick them with the sticky notes feed them through the printer, and then I can, you know, print out all the tasks and then kind of jump back and forth to manage them digitally and physically. So um, I think that worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that was successful. Yeah, and to have different Post-it notes for different clients. Yeah. So, again, gives you that visual separation. Right. So one thing to kind of change gears... Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of this is coming through. We live at the bottom of a pretty big hill. (laughs) 
And whenever cars go up, we don't have a studio or anything. Whenever the cars go up. Yeah, we pause. I, we pause and I try to uh I try to get rid of that noise, but I apologize if that's coming through. Right. <laughs> that is unfortunate. So, but we're going to probably wrap up anyway. Mhm. Just as a final reminder, if you get this before February 10th, 2023, mm-hmm. uh go give a listen to the FM disc uh, meeting, which is on the 10th at, do you know what time they're doing Yeah, this? they, so they, their meetings start at 9.30 Pacific a.m. and then run until about 1 p.m. So a pretty, pretty big meeting. So that's 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific. So that's going to be 12.30 to 4 p.m. East Coast. Yeah. Find your time. Yeah. Give it a listen. It's going to be a good talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then I assume, you know, within a week or two, they'll have a recording available that um, that folks can listen to. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us and uh, offer up any suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you have any questions or looking for a developer, we are at off the record at profiledevelopers.com. Mm-hmm. And I did get, I got an email recently from, uh, Greg Price, who I met that I met at Pause on Air this past October, October, and we had a nice conversation about you know things. Uh, so if he's out there listening, <laughs> hey Greg, it was good to hear from you. Mm. I will try to drop you an email back. But thanks for reminding me of the conversation; it was fun. <laughs> so I hope to apply some of these productivity hacks to my lists uh, sooner rather than later. Sounds good. Stay on top of those clients. Trying to. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, everybody have a good rest of the uh, rest of the winter. Yes. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.